people morph and change and evolve and develop throughout relationship. And so it's no different to see that dating should be kind of the same. My hope is that I am not the same person my partner fell in love with years ago, 10 years from now. You know, I I don't. And so, yeah, making sure that, you know, to kind of pull from Brene Brown, though you deserve to be vulnerable, not everyone is deserving of your vulnerability. That kind of has to be earned over time to know that it can be received and held and seen in a way that feels safe. First dates. Let's do it. Do you want to go on a date with me? I I do. I wish we could just date each other. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I think we've talked about that before, <laughs> like maybe last week. Ooh, we just uh, always oops. keep circling back to this. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Um, I'm stealing you from Davis. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You witnessed, you know, not, not every relationship is perfect. And Amy witnessed my frustration with my partner this morning. But we love him. Mm-hmm. good guy we love him we do he's great um, let's talk about first dates let's do this let's do it but yeah. i really do have a secret fantasy it's not a fantasy i really have always wanted to try speed dating which mm-hmm. if anyone has i would want to hear about it and if you try speed dating after today's episode i want to know if you mm. use any other question. You know, I think speed dating can be really helpful for people in learning to break the ice, right? Like learning how to like show up in those situations and you get a lot of reps in, right? And so I think that that could be useful. It's not maybe not really necessarily where you're going to find your like person, but it might help you show up as the person you want to be in a date. Mm. You know? so yeah, let's go. Let's go there. We kind of skipped the check-in. I feel bad, but we're we're here. <laughs> we're here. It's Valentine's. We've got to talk about dating. We got to talk about. Da- I know this show will come out like right before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Also, bold move, bold bold move. If first date is Valentine's Day, yeah, that's pretty wild. So I um I just have such a soft spot for all my single people out there. Um, you know, I'm with you. We're in it together, and um. You know, I think it can, there's like kind of a, a a level of maybe like exhaustion or frustration that I see with people going on dates and um, we wanted to just provide a little bit of support, right? We wanted to kind of give you some ideas, some ways to approach dating, right? That could help you feel a little bit more empowered. That was at least my intention. Yeah. I love that. I also have to be uh, more candid. I was not great at dating. (laughs) So, uh, I wish I would have had this episode before. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it all, it all worked out. Okay. But, uh, this episode would have definitely. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Me me some time and frustration. Yeah. I did a little bit of polling on my um, Instagram story before we did this, because I wanted to just get some insight from people you know, I asked like, oh, is it too soon to ask this? Is it too much? Um, I also, one thing that I got like a pretty good amount of feedback from was this idea of like being your unfiltered self on a date, you know? And like, um, almost like, when is that okay? Or like, you know, is that okay? Right. And I experienced some like interesting feedback from people, you know, one person was like, 
yes, be your fully unfiltered self. And then other people are like, no, you know, don't do it. And so I think my opinion on this, right, is like from the start, I like to think about a first date being about how are you getting curious about the other person and the way that they think about the world, the way that they experience the world, right? Whenever I talk to people about building a relationship, like building a relational bond, you kind of want to imagine that you're standing like on different like planes, I guess. And there's a chasm between you. Right. And so first off, you're kind of like shouting back and forth, like, what's your favorite color? Um, (laughs) Right. And then you can clearly hear like blue, you know, across the chasm, but you begin to like maybe throw a rope across and then you build a little bridge. And then it's like this, like kind of like shaky bridge. And then it's, you start to build a little bit more stability so you can carry more things across the relational bond that are a little bit heavier. Um, So in my opinion, a first date isn't necessarily for you to be fully like unhinged and transparent of everything about you. Right. Because there's not really the relational bond to hold, right. Those heavier topics. Um, but I'm curious to hear like what your thoughts are on that because, you know, it's okay for us to have different opinions. I think that's very true. I also um, have a soft spot in my heart for how differently this episode is going to hit for different people. Like mm-hmm. I dated, you know, in my teens and twenties and I ultimately didn't find my person until I was almost 30. Ooh. Um And the way I showed up, you know, was probably unhinged by default (laughs) at 21, you know? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Um, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, this is getting a little bit further down the relationship rabbit hole, but I think it's important to note that, um, you know, people morph and change and evolve and develop throughout relationship. Um, And so it's no different to see that dating should be kind of the same. Um, Mm -hmm. My hope Mm -hmm. is that I am not the same person my partner fell in love with years ago. When you were 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, I I don't. Um, And so, yeah, making sure that, you know, to kind of pull from Brene Brown, though you deserve to be vulnerable, not everyone is deserving of your vulnerability. That kind of has to be earned over time to know that it can be received and held and seen in a way that feels safe. Yeah. And there are different ways to be vulnerable, right? I talk about this with clients and like, Hey, like you, if you're walking, you know, if you're going to the grocery store on a really, really hard day and you're very sad, right. Um, and the grocery person's like, how are you doing today? Right. You don't have to be like, I'm perfectly fine. I'm great. You can be like, you know, it's been a really hard day, but I'm, I I think I'm going to be okay you know, there's a difference there. Right. And like, you're not going to tell the grocery store person, like your dad just died or something, but you are going, you can be vulnerable and be clear about like, I'm not okay. And that's okay. Right. Um, and so I think like, that's, you know, I think that's something to consider in this, in the beginning, right. Of like getting to know somebody being on that first date. Um, that's kind of something you can maybe consider and think about is like, there are different ways to be vulnerable. And how often do we, you know, in our early twenties, had you been like, be your fully authentic embodied self, I'd be like, I'm still <laughs> figuring that out. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still figuring that out now. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. I have a little bit more of a grasp on it, but I think to just say like, you know, 
if if all of me is too much for him or her or them, then I'm out. And it's like, whoa. Right, if you can't handle me on my worst days, you don't deserve me on my best days. <laughs> well, if you can't handle me on my worst days, maybe you just have healthy boundaries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of maybe an asshole. You understand like the realities of space and distance and how that could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that said, I do believe in um being like if you have a if questions come up on the first date that maybe you weren't driving that question boat, right? Like what you're receiving the question. Um, I think that you should not dim your light in that instance, right? Like if it is pitched to you and it's a value, like, you know, I do really want to be a mom or I Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think either a, like, don't, don't, don't be the cool girl, as you know, from, other episodes <laughs> we are not are cool not girls cool so if you, trying, if you are trying to listen to this to be a cool girl on a date just skip it just stop listening yeah, exactly maybe we um, are the podcast for you we're not we're not um if you're asking us to show up in mob wife aesthetic to be a cool girl i don't have a single mob wife that's a thing amy it's I know, I know. I don't like it. I mean, I, it's fine if you like it. I just, or, you know, if you're listening and you like it, I'm just like, I don't. I just, I'm not cool enough. I'm gonna yeah, put it that way. Whatever. Not cool yeah. enough. Um, so I, I think don't have enough instance... money to spend on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real the real thing. No, I can't buy a fur coat. You can't. First off, I live in California. I've got like right. three days a year I could wear it. Okay. We did. anyway. Let's go. Yeah. So I think of those questions are posed a handful of things would run through my mind a if it feels safe enough to answer and this person like we said before is kind of worthy of that vulnerability sure answer as your full unfiltered self you're also allowed to table questions mm-hmm. if something exactly, feels yeah. intrusive or something about like i don't want to say it gives you the ick but you have a somatic visceral response to it it's okay to slow down and say you know like that actually feels like a date number three question to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, something that happened to me on a date like a couple years ago, this was right after my divorce and I was talking to this guy and he was genuinely very curious and like he kept asking questions about my past relationship and I was, you know, fine with answering a couple, but I redirected the conversation because to me, I was like, I don't want this to be the only thing we talk about. And I'm, you know, being a therapist, I have a lot of self-awareness about a lot of different things. And so I can probably, you know, kind of vibe with that. And like, I wanted to talk about other things, you know, I didn't want it to just be about that. And, you know, I could also kind of see, you know, somebody asking tons of questions and then being like, well, you know, they just talked about their divorce the whole time. Right. And you're like, well, you fucking asked about it. <laughs> you know, like, That's actually the way you led the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so getting into a space of awareness, right. Um, these are, I was thinking about the different elements that you really want to have when on a first date, awareness is key. In my opinion, awareness of what questions are being asked. Are you the only person asking the questions? Um, are they and asking you a lot of questions, right? Can you kind of understand if you can kind of create a little bit more of a co-created moment, right? Versus it being like one way or the other. Um, if you are last asking a lot of questions, 
Um, I think some people may tend to be like, I just, I was the only person asking questions. And it's like, well, maybe you needed to like sit back a little bit and like relax. Maybe you needed to share about yourself. Right. And kind of just begin to like build a little bit of awareness, you know, of what, um, what you're feeling, what you're noticing. And I love what you said about like, oh, that somatic response, like know your boundaries, know your limits, know what you're kind of willing to step into, like know what can, what this bridge can handle. Right. Right. And if it sounds a little bit scary to set a boundary on a first date, like that's also insight. Wow. Does this person feel like someone that would respect a boundary that I put up? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, it's, it's just, that sounds so nerdy, but it really is gathering data. How does this person make me feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just building awareness, right? And approaching it with another element that I was thinking about when considering first dates, like curiosity, right? Curiosity about the way that I feel, curiosity about what's, you know, kind of showing up within the kind of field between you two as you're talking, you know, kind of like, what does it feel like to be in this space with this person and approaching it from like that curious lens, yeah, like lens of curiosity. Yeah, I keep reflecting back to Esther Perel's work, and we have uh, her game. Where should we begin? She also has of a podcast. Course. We both where do. Should we begin? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, go figure. A therapist. Yes. Therapists have therapy games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what I love about it, um, you know, Davis and I actually played that game really early on in our relationship, and we'll still mm-hmm. play it in intimate friend groups. People that, again, we have built a sturdy bridge with that we know we're not going to bring this game out when people want to, I don't know, like play beer pong, <laughs> like read the room. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like, yeah, exactly. Like mm, maybe they're not into it. Right. But if you have that close group of friends, a partner, your family that you feel really safe and like you can drop in with. What I love mm-hmm. about this game is that it's all, I mean, Esther Perel is a narrative therapist. It's all about stories it's all about our story and the stories we tell ourselves stories that mm-hmm. other people tell and so it's all open-ended questions you know that chasm between you the where you were screaming what's your favorite color you sit <laughs> yeah. down on a first date say what's your favorite color the answer is blue <laughs> yeah, where exactly. does where does the conversation where do go, go from there yeah exactly <laughs> you know like my colorblind ass can't even ask what shade of blue because i don't know <laughs> you're like hmm. Cool, cool word. Yeah, exactly. That and that gets into the, the third element, right? We talked about like awareness, curiosity. And to me, the questions that you ask should be around storytelling, right? You know, I think like those are some of my favorite questions to ask on a first date of like, um, you know, and this was something that I asked um even in, you know, in my Instagram story. Um, uh, one person was like, um, a question that they, you know, kind of ask is how did you spend the first um, six months of the pandemic? You know, what was, what were the first six months of the pandemic like for you? Right. Inviting into like, telling me, tell me a little bit about the narrative of your life when you were in that, you know, kind of difficult space um, that Swear we were all. If you say sourdough, <laughs> I'm out. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Just kidding. I love my sourdough people. I think I just have an aversion <laughs> to it because I can't make it. <laughs> I can't have it. It's not fair. I cannot has. I know. Yeah. So really coming from this space of like open-ended storytelling, you know, questions. Um, do you have like a, a question that comes to your mind whenever you think about this? Um, man, there's so many. 
I think my favorite is just like, tell me about a time when mm-hmm. blank is kind of where I'm going to, I'm going to start. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have a go-to just because everyone's energy is so different. Right. Um, one that we talked about kind of before the show was, um, you know, tell me about one of your greatest physical accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. I might not ask that to somebody if like, I don't know, they have a broken leg when we're on a first date. Like <laughs> I'm going to read the room a little bit um, because hopefully it wasn't like some sick trick that they were trying to land on skis and, you know, here they are with a broken leg. <laughs> Yeah, but also so, like, that could be maybe they're learning something you know about that right now right so you can kind of you can't necessarily control all the elements right we can't see everything that's going on with people and so I don't know like again approaching them from that space of curiosity I think is cool what about you what's your kind of go-to icebreaker story invitation mm-hmm. um I really you know like to start you know if the day if if I don't know the person at all, right. It's like, um, how was your day? Like, tell me about your day. What's going on. Right. And, you know, you can all, you know, people kind of can take that in different directions as well. And I think that can give you some like jumping off points, right. Of like, Oh, I had this like really tough call with my boss, but it's okay. I had this amazing sandwich for lunch. And then I went for a little walk and, Oh, do you really like walking? Like what, what's your, you know, kind of like, tell me what it's like for you when you're walking. Do you, podcast and you listen you have silence <laughs> you know with music right you kind of like can go in like that direction and I think that's like a way for us you know to be generous as well in that moment right if like how can you be generous and maybe the other person's really nervous and so they aren't asking you any questions but can you be generous in that moment and just be like okay let me like kind of flow with this I think like people so quickly write off other people or they, um, you know, just like, Oh, this person's like this, or this person's like an asshole. Right. Or whatever. And it's like, well, can can you be a little more generous in that moment? Can you kind of open yourself up right to even share maybe when they aren't explicitly asking you a question, right. It's like questions can be helpful because it allows you the space to answer it as well. How would you, if you're noticing that, you are driving conversation, right? Because we've kind of talked about two different things now, driving conversation and noticing and sitting back mm-hmm. and allowing space for that person to to fill the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also talked about, hey, maybe this person's a little bit nervous and can I step in and kind of drive the conversation? Mm-hmm. How do you start to balance that where you don't lean into, I leave the date thinking, wow, like, what a wet blanket. They didn't say anything mm-hmm. if I didn't ask. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, again, this comes back to awareness. You know, I know I am, I talk to people for a living, right? I could literally talk to a brick wall, right? If you ask me, I could get it to tell tell me its story. <laughs> Amy, I thought that maybe you, I think you are, you are greater than I. I, <laughs> I, I will say self-disclosure. I went on a first date once and I too get paid to ask questions for a living. Amy, there was a point where I was like, I've pulled out all the, all the stops, all the tools. We're driving, we're driving over an hour to this event that we're going to. And the final 45 minutes of the drive, we're just silent. 
Oh my gosh. That sounds, that sounds honestly quite rough. And like, that isn't the person for you, right? If you have that much silence. Yeah, obviously that isn't the person for you. I'm not saying that you have to like generate something, you know, from everybody, right? That's informative. Silence is always informative. And, you know, so for me, what I'm saying is like, I know it's very easy for me to drive a conversation. And so what I need to do is to settle in and relax my body and kind of, I notice that it helps me to kind of just like lean back and just engage from a space of like openness and curiosity around like, um, what am I noticing in this moment in my body? Right. Can I, um, you know, kind of let there be silence, right. If I have been driving the conversation for a while, um, you know, I think there's just so many different directions that you can go. And so this is why awareness, I think is so important. If you know that you tend to clam up and get silent on dates, like become a little more prepared, right. If you know that you, um, have like an intense personality and have a lot of questions and have a lot of thoughts and can drive things, take a step back take a deep breath, slow down, right? Kind of tap into these different parts of yourself and and really kind of notice what it's like to just kind of be, right? Instead of kind of thinking about how do I need to become, right? What do I need? What do I need to like be doing in this, right? Um, It's really more about, I think for me, right? It's about kind of being. And what would you say to somebody? I know that we talked about you don't have to be your fully embodied, unhinged self from the get-go, but someone might hear that and say, wait, but like, I am loud and I am over the top and I am going to say we should go to karaoke on the first date and like be this loud person. So me sitting back actually doesn't feel authentic at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how, that's like awareness. How might we, right. It's like, how do you want to show up in that moment? And Um, you know, I think like people who are loud and like have a lot of like, you know, there's maybe they're like a lot of fun. They have a lot of ideas, right? It's like, to me, I think that person needs to take a little bit of a step back, right? And allow the bond to build, right? Allow the like, you know, you don't have to take charge all the time. If you're chronically over-functioning in relationships, which a lot of people who are like intense and loud do, then you're, you're setting the stage for that for the long run. And so not to say that you need to dampen who you are as a person. I think it just needs, you need more awareness. Like you need to kind of like pay attention to how you're showing up and, you know, kind of like what it's like for, um, you know, other people to experience you. Like you can't control the way that people perceive you, but you can be a co-creator in the experience of, of what the other person um, is experiencing on the date and in that situation. Yeah. Being a co-creator is so important. I can't say how many times, you know, to kind of nail or drive your point home um, because you and I know that we can talk to just about anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to realize that I didn't want to just talk to anyone because I could, um, you know, waking up two months into dating someone and being like, Oh, this is exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like I actually don't want to get your text that just says, Hey, (laughs) I don't want to just drive conversation all the time. And so setting yourself Mm -hmm. up early on 
for yeah that co-creation or that balance that you would be seeking mm-hmm. yeah really coming yeah from the space of like how can I generate and co-create an environment where I get to be my full self and they get to be their full self right instead of it being all about like you being as loud as possible right which is like I mean that's an extreme but do you get what I'm saying right this idea of like can we work together to build and let ourselves be kind of wholehearted beings in this? I'm curious what questions you pulled from Instagram. Oh, yes. I know. I have some good questions from people. Well, we already mentioned one of them that I really liked. Um, the like, tell me about like your, your like most proud physical achievement, right? Or just like, tell me of time when you were like proud of yourself. Um, I think that's really fun um, because it, you can hopefully start to build like a, you know, get, get a story from the person, you know, like I'm really proud about the time that I went on a two week trip and I only had a 40 liter backpack, you know? And so I was like on this trip to Europe for two weeks and I just had one pair of leggings and I had like these little like Listerine strip things that I would wash. They weren't Listerine, but you know what I mean? Like it was like a little strip, you know, that I would wash my clothes in like sinks and stuff. And, um, that was something that felt really good for me you know, and so kind of going from there, like, okay, what is, you know, understanding, like you're, you're approaching it from like, what's important to this person. Right. Um, one of the things I've asked on dates is what's important to you. Right. And I start that I, I say like, okay, and you can take this any direction you want. I was like, what's important to me. And so I'll, I'll share first. I'll be like, I really love sauce sauce is very important to me (laughs) and I'll go into like my favorite sauces and things that I like to cook and like things that I like to make. And I, you know, if I'm out to dinner, I will order four different sauces. You know, if the, if the fries can come with the variety, I will, I will bring, I will buy. (laughs) Yeah. You have experienced this, you know? And so like kind of getting into this space of like, Oh my gosh, wait, tell me more. Like, that's so funny. Like, I wonder why, you know, just kind of like getting into like a little bit more of that conversation. And how, Um, how light is that? Right. Like that's mm -hmm. fun and that's playful. You can ask, what are you most proud of? And people might go into their Nobel peace prize, right? You don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're allowed to still like, I, you can learn so much about Amy with like, Oh, well, like, tell me more, like, are we talking Alfredo or is hummus a sauce, right? Like, what's your favorite? Why? Mm-hmm. You'd find out that she needed a gluten-free vessel for said sauce, right? <laughs> there are so exactly. many things that you can find out about that question. And by modeling for that person, hey, I don't have to know your like deepest, darkest, grandest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I like to ask is um like tell me about a childhood memory or you know tell I'm curious like what was your childhood like you know um and you know you can kind of like go in a different direction with that and you know maybe you have one prepared you know I have very I have a, I have a lot um I have, <laughs> what, I have what a therapist doesn't have a lot yeah. <laughs> to say about their yeah. childhood exactly um you know another thing that I really liked um how do you like to be pampered what is a relaxing day for you I think that's such a a good question like how do you well you know what is it like for you to relax what is it like for you to kind of down regulate what's it like for you to calm your body um is that important to you at all um if someone says I don't know run (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> run, run. Yeah, just kidding. You do what you want, but that sounds like chaos to me and very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really like, um, you know, if it feels, if it feels good, right. Tell me more. Right. If, and somebody mentioned this, like if they say that they have a best friend, I ask them to tell me more about them, you know? And I think that, um, is a helpful, almost like a trailhead or pathway. Like, Oh, wait, tell me more. Like, tell me more about that. Like, I'm so curious again, bringing in that element of curiosity. It's, you know, just to me, it's, it's really important. I think the most important thing about curiosity is that it doesn't assume and it also doesn't drive or sway the conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. am I okay with just receiving whatever the answer is? That doesn't mean that I have to say, oh, that happened to me one time and I share a story that is similar. I'm allowed Mm -hmm. to just ask the question. And like Amy said, oh, tell me more. Like, that sounds really interesting. What was that like for you? Um, Allows the person to truly tell their own story versus you asking kind of pointed questions to fill in the blanks for yourself, allow Mm -hmm. that person to fill in the blanks for what is true for them. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting to like also pay attention to, um, you know, really noticing what your, kind of type what you what you bring to the table when you're dating right what's your kind of like your type in a sense right and so do you and this is all about you not like who you're looking for it's like how do you show up do you need to press more on the gas do you need to press more on the brakes like what kind of gear do you need to be in right on these you know kind of like in these initial conversations and so knowing yourself that's why awareness i think is really important in this um kind of in these beginning stages of just paying attention to how you show up. So as we wind down the show, big takeaways from today's episode, people are gearing up to go on those Valentine's dates. What are in reflection? What are things that we would want them to take home? Mm -hmm. I want, I want people to know their type. Like what are they, what are they like on dates? Right. You know, again, coming back to that, like, do I need to take steps forward? Do I need to take steps back? Do I need to stay kind of as I am? Right. Like what is in what's going to be helpful for me to show up and, you know, be present. Okay. And then the other aspect, right. We talked about this curiosity, you know, and then really trying to get people to move into storytelling. Right. And this can happen by being generous and telling stories about yourself. Right. Because we want to be in this kind of, um, in this mode of like, Oh, let's, let's see, let's, let's go into like this direction. Let's go into this, you know, path of like understanding you on a deeper level. And I think, I think story is just such a powerful way to do that. And it's that co-creation that you were, that you were Mm -hmm. mentioning. If you leave a date exhausted, odds are you were overextending. Mm -hmm. If you leave a date wanting to upregulate and like, Oh my gosh, like I need to meet up with a friend or I need to go do something and debrief how this went, odds are you were probably sitting back a little, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or again, all awareness, all data to say, wow, would that be the trajectory? Right. Exactly. And we don't need to pathologize it, right? I love what you just said. It's all data, right? It's all, it, this is intel. This is information. This is like helpful and understanding, kind of how you show up, right? And what how you experienced it. And it doesn't mean that you have to go on another date with the person, right? All we're doing is just gathering data. 
We just made it sound so sterile. Gathering data for your. I'm client. gathering data for this, <laughs> for my future life partner. Tapes, tapes, glasses, exactly. like yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where's my clipboard? Yeah, we could go on a tangent about therapists with clipboards, but we're not going to. We're going to wrap up the show. We're yeah, going to end not it. Going to go there. We're going to set our boundaries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything you want listeners to know about anything that they can you're running or hosting or that they can get involved with oh i am starting my writing groups again in mid-march so would love for anybody to join that if they're interested they can go to my website uh, to learn more awesome right away with amy and if you have not already subscribed to her newsletter do it. This is me pitching for you, Amy, <laughs> because Amy has probably some of my favorite writing to read. She is one of my favorite writers and does it really well in a newsletter that you can also find on her website. That's right. All right, guys, catch you next week. Enjoy your first dates. Bye.